Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you posers listen to. This week, the city streets run red with animal hearts. The news is banning robots. The topic is got gameplay? And our dragon is atmospheric. As always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. And I'm Joe. Hey everyone, welcome to another another week of uh of our uh, separate casts. <laughs> separate casts. An so, isolation, little islands of peoples. That's right. Oh man, am I an island? Everyone's Ooh, an island I, unto themselves. I hope I have palm trees. <laughs> <laughs> and Do you have pears or apples or peaches? Oranges, baby. Oh, you get oranges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would go pomegranate. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Given the choice, definitely pomegranate. Uh, uh, yeah. But what, can you make pomegranate juice? Yeah. Have you had pomegranate juice? Yeah. What does it taste like? Pomegranates. Oh wow! <laughs> Insightful. It's it's like tart. It's like cranberry juice, but more tart. Ew. <laughs> what? Yeah, I was about to say it's like it's like drinking a warhead. It's ew. <laughs> no, it's, like, not, it's not sour. It's tart. I don't yeah, like I know, the I way this <laughs> this taste of dragons podcast is starting. This is all sour, bitter taste. We didn't say there would be good taste. We just said there would be taste. Okay, <laughs> bring in the taste. And it's our taste. <laughs> don't be judgy. Oh my gosh. Uh, cranberry juice is good uh, yeah. by itself, but I, I, to make something more bitter than that. I don't know if I could do that. I like to mix it with chamomile tea. That makes you sleepy. It does. It does. Mm, sleepy and bitter. Just the way I like, <laughs> I, I like to go drink. <laughs> That's how I like to go to sleep. Sleepy and bitter. <laughs> That's how I go to bed. <laughs> Isn't that the way that uh, uh, Charles Dickens, <clears throat> Scrooge, <laughs> Uh, Christmas Carol starts. <laughs> wow. No, I'm going to let that you was a journey. It. That all was a journey. I wanted to say was Scrooge, but all of that came out instead. <laughs> it was a sleepy and bitter thing. What do you want from me? My mind is fuzzy. <laughs> it's been 65 days, I think. It's been a lot of time. I think it's been yeah. four years, actually. Uh, how have you all been doing Uh in uh, I guess uh, distancing, physically distancing, and whatnots. How's how, how y'all doing with it all? Doing pretty well. We didn't. Yeah, we haven't yeah. checked in with each other. You know, we're yeah, up no. here talking about video games. I'm just joking. Let's just talk about video games. Yeah. We'll just talk about video games. That's all we care about. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ruin our podcast with your life yeah, talk. I'll, I'll care about you guys when I can see you <laughs> physically. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, let's get into our games then. Do 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 do. do. What are you playing? All right, this week. Um, how about uh, you, Manda? What did you uh, What did you been playing this week? So as as a way to uh, distance myself from Animal Crossing, as it uh, is uh, an addiction we've talked about for the last few weeks, I thought I would try a phone game. So I downloaded uh, SimCity Build It. Um, which okay. I, I don't know when it came what? out. That sounded more like a Bob the Builder thing. <laughs> Same city. Build, Build it. it. Um, <laughs> and I must have played it for like a good 20 minutes before I was like, this is dumb. Uh, because <laughs> because um, it's like SimCity, but like every every time you click a button is a mini loading screen because it's all transactional based. They, they want you to spend money. Everything is time gated. Oh. And um, I, I couldn't stand it. So instead of... It's like a real city. 
Right. Uh, <laughs> instead of that, I went to my PC and I bought SimCity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you threw your money around and got what you wanted. I did. Just like a I real city. I did. Um, <laughs> which was very confusing. Actually, I was looking at my phone and I was like, I would like to buy the latest version of SimCity. So I went and I booted up my origin thing on my computer. And then I was like, SimCity, please. And then they were like, which one do you want? And there are like six SimCities. And uh, like, I mean, kudos to Madden. Because if I was going to buy Madden, it would be a really clear naming scheme. It was just like, I want Madden 2020. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Sims was like, do you want Sims 3? Do you want Sims 4? Do you want SimCity? Do you want SimCity 2000? Do you want SimCity future version? Do you want SimCity? Didn't you just say that? Yes, we did because we have two versions of them and we don't define the difference of them. And none of the pictures are pictures of the game. It's I just, couldn't it's be just like pictures of buildings, right? They, and, and they're like modern. They, I think they remastered some of them. Yeah. So like. SimCity 2013 and SimCity have very similar looking pictures in the thing. So I was like, which one is newer? Uh, trick question. They're the same game. <laughs> so I, I did finally figure it out. Um, uh, so did you eventually get to the game? <laughs> yes. Like the so, one, your current one? Yes. The, I, I did buy the most recent one, or at least I think I did. And that's the same thing. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and it was fun. Um, I haven't played SimCity since maybe I was in high school, so whatever version that was. Um, but I have played a lot of The Sims, and it was weird to play a game that makes puns that I understand, but I haven't actually played that game in a really long time. Oh, Will Wright. You right? and your puns. Right? You, you <laughs> he knows how to write them. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Damn, Brian. <laughs> But um, the game is like systems and systems and systems with lots of maps and mini maps. And uh, <laughs> there's no people, so it's just like buildings. Uh, but somehow they so made the all of that really world. fun. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't gotten to the part where I can light things on fire and put tornadoes in my town, but they mm. have hinted that that is in there. So I, I don't know. I played for like three or four hours and, and it was fun. Um, I think I genuinely do think that this game was made in like 2013 and then remastered a little later. So it's still an older game, but it held up really well, if I'm being honest. Um, the graphics cool. don't look too bad um it doesn't uh support my monitor aspect ratio so i, I have to Was have a too, smaller too small? screen oh, yeah okay your monitor <laughs> ah, gotcha. it can't handle my resolution because it's uh -huh. a, a new monitor old game yeah, uh, yeah so yeah. i do yeah. have like a bar of just my desktop background which constantly bothers me while i play but aside from that the game was just nice make I, your screensaver like yeah. sim city and then you're good to go <laughs> I, I was thinking of making it black just so okay. that it's just nondescript or make it will Wright's face i mean get creative <laughs> that would be really funny <laughs> just like, like him with a thumbs up on the, on the right <laughs> um, I did see a thing with Will Wright recently. You know those like master classes that that you get advertised to, yes, you know, oh, yeah, with yeah, like yeah. Ron Howard and stuff. Well, he he's doing a new one, and in it, uh, I watched the ad, which was like a minute long, and usually I skip them, but not Will Wright, baby. <laughs> um, he talked about the aspect of of video games and how it's so important to not take control away from the player, alluding to like movies or something that you you watch right, someone be happy right. and you're happy. But games give you a sense of pride, which a movie doesn't necessarily give you by watching. Um, and how important it is to him to not take uh, control away from the characters. And when I was thinking back to SimCity or The Sims, you are always in control. There's no cutscene yeah. in the middle of it. There's nothing. You're always actively doing something. And I, I never realized that that was a very, like, uh, a staple of his design. I think I have too much control in this game, actually, because yeah. because the game is old. Like um, the area that I'm set up on is a peninsula, and yeah. there is space for three towns. And they clearly wanted me to play one town, 
and then for different real people to play the other towns. But oh, I remember this one now. Yeah. yeah. The game's so old that those people don't exist. Right. So in order for me to build the town, I have to make three towns, which means I have one town I care about. And two towns I don't. Wow. <laughs> so it's just, like the real world. Just like the yeah. real <laughs> so, so it's like this town's going to be great, but the other towns are going to send all their resources mm-hmm. to this town, and they're just going to exist. <laughs> yeah. This is America. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always liked SimCities. It's just um, I hated when it got like too pedantic where it's like, hey, look, uh, you got your town. Now set up the sewer system. Now set up the electricity grid. Like the older ones, like yeah. that's what you had to do. And I was I, like, oh, no. I knew Mandy. I just want to build cities. I knew Mandy was <laughs> in it to win it when I looked over at her screen and saw it was nothing but grids and numbers. And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> that's some sim city <laughs> happening there. Troy, Troy, did you see the seven I got? Yeah, seven. It's a green seven, too. Damn, yeah, girl. You got, them, seven. you got them right angles. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> But nice, but nice, lots of fun. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Oh, nice. best part, uh, because yeah. it's an old game, it was nine dollars. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and we're so all li- the, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, you got the good one because I bought it brand new and I paid fifty dollars for that. Yeah, yeah. I, nine dollars and mine includes all of the expansions and add-on packs. Nice. So pretty good. Nice, nice, nice. And we're all living in a simulation anyway, so yeah. Welcome hey. to the real game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Uh, going next, I think I'll go next. Um, the game I played was uh, Hearthstone. Oh, man, oh. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking bets on what game I thought you would play. Last week uh, was yeah. Path of Exiles 2. I thought you were going to play Path of Exiles 1. We were both <laughs> wrong because I said he would play something that I'd never heard of, and I've heard of Hearthstone. Wow. So. <laughs> Brian, you were just full of surprises, man. That's right. That's how I am. Tell us about uh, that yeah. Hearthstone. So Hearthstone I've been playing, so in case you don't know, Hearthstone is a collectible card game, kind of like Magic, The Gathering, kind of like a bunch of other ones. Um, But I don't care about that aspect of it. Uh, Last year, Hearthstone introduced a new mode called Battlegrounds, which is kind of like an auto chess, (gasps) uh, but their own version of it. And it is amazing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and it's and it's done like when i first heard it was announced i was like how the hell are they gonna do that like that doesn't have anything like you know a an auto chest aspect to it but they did it and uh. it is it is so well thought out and so well done um most of the hearthstone streamers that i watch or that i have seen um, all just play Battlegrounds. They don't even play the actual oh, game. They just play Battlegrounds. <laughs> Can you verse uh, each so, other? Yeah. So what it is is so you, there's no, like, private uh, lobbies. So you can't set up – you can't, like, f- uh, go in with your friend or you can't hmm. do one of those things. Uh, so every, th- every single match you hit is going to be random. They're all ranked. Uh, so, you know, you get your ranking or whatever, and depending on if you win or you lose – is you know how many points up you go um i think as long as you get fourth or higher your rank goes up um and so so yeah so you just play and you play against seven other random people and uh, you can i play against you you cannot yeah i was looking to see if we could add to our mobile card collecting game repertoire right (laughs) because that would be awesome i know right uh, no, at this point, you cannot. Uh, I think they're they're thinking about adding, or not thinking, they're going to add that capability later. It's just that right now, uh, the Battlegrounds portion of it is still in beta. 
Uh, so right now it is just the ranked mode, just the random seven other random people that you can play against. Uh, but it's it's a lot of fun. It each game maybe takes, you know, depending on how well you do, uh, each game takes maybe ten to twenty minutes to play. Um, it goes by fairly quickly, and um, I, I I've realized that I've I've got an okay aspect of how to play the game. Um, and I realized that a lot of the way that I play the game is actually from watching other streamers play it and picking up on how they play and be like, oh, that actually is really smart to do, and then incorporating it in how I would play. So every single day this week, I've played at least two or three matches. Um, I try to play until at least I've uh, won one. So, I, so I, I count winning, even though top four counts as winning, I count winning as top two. Oh, so oh if we can do that, I then win. I win every game of Overwatch I've ever played, ever. <laughs> Yay, I'm a champion. I'll Never leave you lose. Math that makes you happy. <laughs> so, so I've been playing that. So it normally takes me two or three games in order to get top two. And then I'm like, all right, I'm done for the day. And I put it aside and I go back to playing Path of Exile. But I've been, <laughs> I've been playing a lot of it and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. If you haven't played it, it's completely free um, to, uh, to do. They have some extra like uh, microtransactions, so or not microtransactions. Like you can buy like a battle pass, so that way it gives you perks in the game. So I think it's like twenty bucks. And so normally uh, uh, the character that you get is a hero, and each hero has a specific hero power. So at the beginning of the game, they give you a choice of uh, two, but if you buy the perk for twenty dollars, you get a choice of four. So it, it helps you, you know, maybe get a better hero that you want to play with. So there's that, and it gives you like stats on how well you did, um, uh, and you know how how well other people do with the same type of thing, or the same type of uh, setup. So it gives you more stats and more breakdown of how to do it. When I I'm played for- Hearthstone, it overtook my life for like three months. It's all I could oh, do. Yeah. <laughs> so the idea they've added a mode that I I really do enjoy in other games does make me want to check back in. Is it free to play? Yes, yeah! completely free to play. Uh, like I said, the only part that costs money is if you want a, more of a choice of heroes and if you want stats afterwards. For me, I find it more limiting, which is actually good for me because it's like, you know what? I want to be, you know, just one of two, see how well I can do and, you know, in the kind finds of this. So I'm yeah, going to check that out, Brian. You should. It's really good. Really, really good. So, yeah, that's me, Hearthstone Battlegrounds. And uh, what about you, Joe? What did you play this week? I swear, I I promise, I will play something other than Animal Crossing soon. You don't have to. I, I, you don't have to. <laughs> today's not that day. Today's not that day. That's not, <laughs> it's not that day at all. I uh, I I finally was able to purchase one of the haunted paintings from Red. I was very Ooh. excited. Wait, about wait, it. okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. You are you you got you went right there. I I wasn't prepared for this. You got to tell me about these haunted paintings now that we're that you've mentioned it. Okay, What's the so deal? Nobody what really knows up? if it's on if it's on purpose or if it's just kind of like not even a glitch but just like a weird thing that's programmed in or not really programmed in but uh, apparently there are about four or five paintings you can purchase from red that at certain points in time of the day the painting will either look a different way oh. it will flip entirely oh. uh it will yeah it, oh it's weird it's real weird and it's super cool Spooky. So, but I, I was finally able one of my friends had red in their island and they did not buy the haunted painting so i was able to come over and buy the haunted painting that day do you have which, a lot uh, of like museum painting? quality paintings what? What was that? Do you have a lot of the museum quality paintings, the ones that aren't fake? No, I have. Um, I I actually think I have four paintings. I have three or four because I, I have the one that he gives you to begin with. Yeah. I was able to buy another one the very next time I saw him, which was real. And then I got lucky and unlucky all at the same time. 
one of my friends had had him actually it might have even been your town Troy I can't remember I literally bought it thinking it was a fake one just because I wanted the piece of art in my house yeah and then when I got it the next day I brought it over to Blathers to hear him say oh it's fake and he was like sure I'll take this and I'll, I'll let you know when I put it up <laughs> like, what, do you, what do you do with my art man <laughs> I didn't even check to see if that was real because I was told they were all fake what, what are you doing bro come back with my stuff what's funny about that is that the, the one that I got was also real so there were there were nice. multiple reels that he yeah. brought. Red's well, out, is a upstanding citizen these days, at that, least on my island. That's horribly unfair that you had two reels, and the two times he's been to my island, all of them have been fake. Same. same yeah, Brian's me. got the same. Yep. All of them were fake. I've only had him once, and they were all fake. <laughs> uh, How long yeah, is it going to take been... me to fill up my museum? Uh, I, I think yeah. the key to this part of the game with with Red coming and selling us these 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 fake art pieces is to connect more i don't think i've i've tried hard enough to like i guess but go over to people's four. towns I, that's the thing is like i always feel bad there's only four pieces and once it's gone it's gone and so if i see yeah. like one of my friends have it i'm like no let uh, let the, uh, let other people go get and, and sometimes only one of them's real yeah so like the odds of him having two real ones in one batch is like real low so it's like right. you're just gonna invite one more person over yeah it's rough. Yeah, I, I I think I'm more I'm also more annoyed that the furniture he has hasn't been really super cool either. It's just yeah. been stuff we can already get in the game. And I was like, man, he used to have like it was expensive. It was always something dumb that was like really cheap in the game, but it was expensive if you bought it from him. And then he normally had something that was really hard to find. Yeah, like just super cool and like you would never find whatever this is anywhere else. Like, oh man, I now I got another TV tray. Thanks, thanks, man. I, <laughs> I didn't need another TV, a vintage TV tray. Ooh, you know so. But uh, yeah, that's that's this is my life now. Animal Crossing. This is what I do. I do have, however, about two dozen green mums now, and I am like Ooh. living Joe. that sweet green mum life. Joe, I mentioned earlier on this podcast on a previous episode that your island is like the mad. You're like a mad scientist of flowers. It's just like concoctions <laughs> and combinations everywhere. I went to your island last night. Yo, you are designing stuff now. The 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 science is coming is becoming a science. It's <laughs> getting there. I, I've I've figured out a couple things with the ratio of having certain things next to other things and how uh-huh. a lot of the time it's just one and one. You're there. They tell you don't even worry about there being like you know. Mo- no, I have found that it, you know what with purple hyacinths. If I put six purple hyacinths and one blue hyacinth, I will end up with another four of them the next day. Weird. Of purple only. It's so cool, but it's it's just becoming a, a I'm just seeing how math wise it works out. It's pretty great. But Ended your, up with your about island is getting roses. like its own design now. Like you you started putting pads and like hedges and like the the, oh, yeah. the flowers are now in a in a like an intentional design or like an aesthetic yes. is what I mean. It's always intentional. Yes, but like an aesthetic oh, yeah. design, it's very nice. Your little green mums yeah. look like tiny bamboo <laughs> trees, <laughs> and they're surrounded yeah, by they're bamboos. Super- it's great. It's great. You're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. I don't really path anything out, so it was very awkward for me to put down paths. And then when I saw that if you put stone paths down, they don't grow, and I was like, I can't. I could just do this dark dirt stuff. I, I, I don't want to <laughs> not have my stuff growing. So I have a few regular pathways where nothing can grow, and it really weirds me out. <laughs> like it's it's so I have to change it to dirt paths. I can't. Sometimes Always it's good. Yeah, so, sometimes you want like, oh no, I have forty of these, and I don't want any more. And then you'll surround them and be like, that's that's it. You stay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I get there. I've sold like five pocketfuls of red and white and yellow mums at this point. 
Like I, I full pockets. I walk over there, and oh, he's man. like, you know, the, the Tommy and Timmy, they'll give you like nothing for them. But I just needed to get them away from me, so I would stop piling them up everywhere. Pocket full of the mums. whole back part of my island is bad. It's brutal. Pocket full of mums sounds like my favorite '60s folk song. Oh, I was thinking like right? a nursery rhyme. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe more like a '60s hippie song or, yeah. or something. Yeah. Got my pocket full ba, ba, of mums. Ba, 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 British hippie. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> pocket full of mums. Pocket full of mums. Mums. <laughs> and mums We're a the music word. podcast now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, this is uh, the Mad Scientist of Flowers is continuing. I have uh, haunted paintings. It's been a good week. It's been a good week in Animal Crossing. I promise next week I will. I tried this week so bad. To tr- I tried. I really. Did. I even tried to open Doctor Mario to see if that would kind of quell the want. It didn't work. Yeah. I tried playing a game called Dear Reader. I literally played that game for three minutes, and I looked over at Animal Crossing, and I was like, I. What am I doing? I can't do this. I just, I'm just going to go fish. It's it's terrible. This game has my life now. Be true to yourself. As you know, do what you do. Yeah. I, I can't stop playing it either. It's just a normal part of my life. It has made me play Overwatch less. So there's that. Right? Is that That's like weird. is that like subbing cocaine for meth? <laughs> <laughs> um, and being think, like, well, I don't do cocaine anymore. <laughs> I think it's like substituting coffee for tea, but yeah. <laughs> I've done that in my life as well. What, meth? <laughs> all right, cool, cool, cool. And then um, rounding us up, you got Troy. All right, y'all, guess what I got for y'all this week? I got What's a that? new release. Ooh. That's right. Streets of Rage 4, the 90s-style side-scrolling beat-em-up hit the digital shops last, <laughs> uh, last week. And... Um, I was not sure if I was going to get it, but a few of my friends started hopping on, and I was like, if I'm ever going to play this game, it's got to be with friends, so I've got to get on this. Um, so uh, Streets of Rage has a little special special place in, in, in my gaming history um, because it is a Sega game. Sega. Yeah. It's mandatory. We have, to just, we have to say it like that. <laughs> we do. Uh, contractually. Uh, because I grew up as a Nintendo kid, and when you grow up as a Nintendo kid, Sega's the demon lord <laughs> that we shall not name Those other people yeah the sega kids um no no i loved my sega <laughs> oh. i loved both i no they were a demon sonic was cool well i had a sega hey i'm not i'm not saying you can't love them you just love demons that's all i mean that's it was a black system comparatively uh-huh. so i mean like it, it was dark like dark. the devil you know it's also established okay, cool. that joe loves yokai which are demons so see that's fair. fair. Prove my point. Canon, canon. Uh, but oh man, grow- I felt that to my core. <laughs> Directly to the core. Uh, but growing up, I definitely there was definitely a little hole in my core uh, because I would hear people, my friends at school, talk about these awesome Sega games that I never could play. Sonic and uh, I don't know some other Sega game. Name a Sega game. Anybody? Oh, I didn't have Sonic a Sega. You're, you're asking both that of one. the Nintendo Echo people. The Dolphin. That one. Echo yes, the Echo. And another. <laughs> And the other one was Streets of Rage. Um, so when the Wii shop, that's right, the the, the Wii with the nunchucks, uh, came out with this thing called the Virtual Console. Ooh. And they had NES games and Super Nintendo games. And then one day they were like, and now you can play Sega games. I lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I bought every game that my childhood self always wanted but could never get. 
uh, and just binged on like Sega games, all the Sonics and all that stuff. And one of them was Streets of Rage 2. And I played that game a bunch. I'm probably in my early 20s at this point. (laughs) 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 But I literally feel like a six-year-old. So... I love those type of games, the the, the classic beat em up, you know, pick up a turkey to replenish your health, all that stuff, classic arcade feel. Um, so this game dropped and they kind of revamped a lot of things about it, most notably about Streets of Rage 4, um, which, is t- which is 25 years after Streets of Rage 3, uh, that's the last Ouch. time they made a Streets of Rage <laughs> game. Um, Ouch. <laughs> with those 25 years, yeah, feel it, feel it, Brian. Twenty-five years. Oh, I do. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, with those twenty-five years, they've added uh, better graphics. <laughs> Surprise! Good for them. Yeah, I yeah, hope so. yeah. It looks real crisp. Has a nice animated uh, 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 look to it, kind of like an anime. It's very stylized. It's very pretty. Super stylized in, in look and sound. Um, and uh, they also added, they didn't really add too much difference to the combat or anything, but you don't really want that when it comes to that, this game. It just feels good. It's just this whole thing is just so good. And that's all you really wanted. When I picked up this game, I was like, I'm not even going to play this until I have someone to jump in with. Like, I bought it and I, I told my friend Josh, I was like, hey, I'm not getting on until you get on. Because <laughs> otherwise, there's no point. Like, the, I'm not going to play this co-op beat, beat, beat up, beat em up game without you. And we got on, and it was just to kind of test things out. We beat the game. (laughs) We could not stop. It is is fun by yourself, sure. But it is amazing with a friend. (laughs) What uh, what system did you get it for? What system? Oh, 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 it's right, right, right. I was like, not Sega. Um, (laughs) We played on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, okay. Um, ha, take that, Sega. <laughs> <laughs> Just rubbing it in. Just rubbing it in. You bought them on the Wii. Now you bought them on the Switch. Yeah. You're proving a point. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's 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 super fun and super cool. Um, some little things that they add to uh, this version that I think were really novel. Um, they add a retro mode so you can change the graphics to make it look like it came, it's in the 90s still. Uh, even down nice. till you, there's an option to put our to put a CRT scans, so it's like you're on an old TV <laughs> uh, playing it, which is nice. The music is really good. Um, you're using uh, the soundtrack from Yuzo Koshiro, who is just a, 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 he, that. This is his jam, making those techno eight beat <laughs> uh, <laughs> music clips, um, and they kind of give them the glow up. So there's some sax, some bass, some some real instruments, some some some. Uh, Synthetic instruments as well. Uh, so like synth plus. It's like synth plus. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they also added a level up system, which is a very modern thing to do. But instead oh. of like making your characters more uh, powerful, instead uh, you get to unlock characters, more characters oh, to, okay. to replay the game with. And you even can unlock the original versions of the characters. So you can have like Axel is, is one of the main characters. He's just, you know, dude with blonde hair. Um, and yeah. he's old in this game. He's got a beard. <laughs> So you can unlock his like eight bit version from the original game oh, to play in this. So you version. can get like Axel with jacket, Axel without jacket. You can get you know Axel from Street to Rage One, Axel from Street to Rage Two, and like so, yeah, <laughs> and they they come with all of their original moves, uh, which is kind of uh, which is kind of darling. So I feel like for me, I really got into Street to Rage Two. I didn't play like the whole franchise, um, 
But even that was enough for me when I played this game to still get that little feeling of like nostalgia with the music and the look and the feel. And I think all, a lot of us around this age grew up in arcades playing beat-em-ups, whether it was Ninja Turtles or, or uh, 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 Final Fight or whatever, or, or X-Men. X-Men, that just yeah. having a very simple go from left to right a screen punching fools <laughs> yeah. is like comfort food. Um, Hell, the Simpsons had one. <laughs> yes, the Simpsons game. Yeah, so it was it was great. Uh, I, I will definitely go back to it and 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 munch a little bit more um, over the next couple of uh, weeks. Uh, but man, you want a feel good game to just kind of go in some not so feel good times. This this could be the jam for you. So nice. Shout out to Sega. I'll give them that. Yeah. They made a good game. <laughs> and uh, shout out, shout out to Josh, <laughs> throwing down bows with me uh, yeah. against uh, Mr. X and the Y Twins. So right on. <laughs> all right, awesome, awesome. Uh, all right, those I'll do it for our games, and that brings us to our news segment. News, 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 news. So uh, this week. We're going to start with uh, RoboCop, a name you probably haven't heard in a while. Uh, Since I was playing coming... Streets of Rage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is coming to Mortal Kombat 11 on May 26th. Um, they announced that there is a new expansion called Afterlife. Uh, that's going to be 40 bucks, And it continues the game's story and adds more fighters like Shiva, Fujin, and, you know, MF and uh, RoboCop. <laughs> so, so I, I, I buy all these Mortal Kombat games, and yeah. w- afterwards they set, they put out the character DLC packs. I never buy them because mm-hmm. really, because uh, I'm not that in deep into the game that if I bought them, it would just to, to it, I would be buying them just to see all the cool moves and their like fatalities, and then I'd move on. So I can literally yeah. just get that on YouTube, yeah, like instantly. And so I never buy the characters, but. They're adding story to the content, which is the main yep. reason why I even buy these games. I love their dumb, stupid Mortal Kombat <laughs> story. So dumb. I love it. And the fact that they're adding to it, I'm finally kind of interested in in maybe now getting back into Mortal Kombat, getting all the characters to like see how they interact in this story. So Robocop or no Robocop, I'm back I may be back in. Also, the idea of putting Robocop against Terminator sounds amazing. <laughs> right? <laughs> Do you think uh, RoboCop's going to spell his name with a K? Is that why he's here? Is that why they're fighting him? Is because he's brought a C into Mortal Kombat? <laughs> well, they're like, what is this dark magic? Gosh, that's the whole story. This curvy yeah. letter. Is tr- them going back in time to try and re- re- remake RoboCop with a K and not a C in the title? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Johnny. I, I would watch slash play that all day. Ah, <laughs> uh, Peter Weller. Uh, Wait, no, that's yeah. not Peter Weller, is it? No. no. Robocop? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay, it is, yeah, it is yeah, Peter yeah. Weller. Okay, cool. All right, so then uh, on to our next bit of news, which is um, a person who uh, who role plays a doctor in, uh, who helps out players in Fallout 76. So he's actually inside the game. He plays a doctor, and anybody who needs help, he helps them. Um, unfortunately, his real-life house burned down. Uh, so Aww. a bunch of players found out about it 
and so they spread his uh, his GoFundMe and uh, and you know around the Reddit's and and the the YouTubes and all that stuff, and they've raised over sixty five hundred dollars for the person. Wow, wow. So, that's so like a down payment on a new house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, misstep. He should they should have gotten him to seventy six thousand. If you're gonna I do it, so far, <laughs> so far, do it right. <laughs> that's right. So uh, good for them. Uh, you know, sad for the gentleman that it happened to, but yeah. you know. Thankfully, there's a little bit of good out there that, that, that people are rallying around. Always inspiring to see a gaming community come together. That's right. See, That's AJ, right. there was a positive thing that we said about Fallout 76. That's right. Boom. We're, we're, we're talking to AJ, <laughs> our fact checker. He checks our facts. He That's does. for you, he bud. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, and then our next bit of news has got some cyberpunkiness to it, right, Manda? Yes, I'm, I'm actually very excited as they were giving us some details about the cyberpunk customization. I really like playing female characters in games, and I was like, oh, I want to know more about what I can look like. I was very surprised. <laughs> is uh, <laughs> the news highlighted very specifically that in cyberpunk you can uh, you have complete control of your character's breast size, genital size and butt size regardless of gender is instead of having like binary gender choices they're just going to let you customize those areas until you feel like you are the combination you can mix match yes mix and match at all it's the future you can be whatever you want like yes you imagine those meetings that they had like specifically for all this i bet they were (sighs) remarkable it i i'm at an absolute loss about how to feel because on one side like i i'm not a fan of games that have like in unrealistic wow um unrealistic female proportions like i i don't mind customization but i would prefer that if they that fit within the constructs of human beings (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so i feel like this is gonna lean too far in that direction but then like on the other side if they use it as commentary because they're androids and then they actually have the ability to do those customizations then like somehow i'm okay but then like there's the other side that's like gender inclusion which i also am okay with but then like is this a mockery of gender inclusion by allowing you to just do whatever you want whenever you feel like it so i literally have I, I have so many feelings I can't feel anything about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel I feel positive about it. I think because uh, I, I feel like they definitely thought about what are the pros and cons of including this, and it hasn't been included in a game at all. So the, to, the Sims does this. Oh, you you can be like you can have both lady and female parts at the same time. Yes. Really? Yes. I did not know that. That's fantastic. Um. So I, I guess like Sims aside, in like a narrative. Uh, adventure, so to speak, uh, to to add this, I think could could be very interesting, and and I I want it to be used like honestly and 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 well. I I do think it can go to a creepy place where you just have the dudes that are just you know making the breast sites big and the butts big and and then j- going about it in that way. That's also a commentary on people, I guess. Um, so mm-hmm. I think the idea of like, hey, we're gonna put this in your hands. What it is going to be is is up to you. So I yeah I think it's I think yeah, I think it could I, I, be cool. I'm, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I I do also. It, it makes me wonder um, how they're going to handle um, the way that uh, characters speak to you. I wonder if there's going to be a a customizable or one of the questions they ask you is, are you um, a he? Or do you want to be referred to as he, she, them? You know, Zed. You know, whatever whatever you want to be referred to. And I wonder if that's going to reflect in dialogue. 
like characters are going to call you whatever they want to call you know whatever you said for them to call you this is not my attempt to bring everything back to dragon age but in dragon (laughs) age um they you can play as a male or female character and they never refer to you by a pronoun they just wrote Mm -hmm. the dialogue in such a way that it's that it's not necessarily relevant so yeah they call you um, sarah which is like non-gender conforming so i imagine Mm -hmm. they'll do something like that They'll, you'll yeah. have a you'll, you'll have a last name that's username yeah fair enough yeah yeah fair enough or you know whatever you know you're the rookie or whatever the heck they want yeah to <laughs> world ender come here <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i do hope it, that it, it it's a deal but it doesn't become like the focus where like this game is just about butts and boobs and that, that's where, like, I hope that people see that there's more and, to it than just your parts. Unless they do mm-hmm. that, and then it's about that. Because they, they, <laughs> they, they definitely hinted that the society that this is built in is one where you can interchange pieces of yourself. Mm-hmm. Where, like, oh, I don't like my face, so I'm going to take it off and replace it with a different right. face. So if they do it yeah. as a commentary for, like, synthetic things mm-hmm. and our, our drive to continue to improve ourselves past what is natural, mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool, actually. Yeah, and actually, if the narrative is that you can do that, then it would also almost make less sense if they omitted right right um, which is why i can't decide how to feel about this (laughs) i I think i think artistically in in that in that realm it's actually the only choice really because if i can if i can switch around my face but i can't switch around my butt then right then what are you trying to say yeah yeah (laughs) all right what's the point you know (laughs) all right so uh then our last bit of news is uh it's a little weird um it's a nine-year-old brazilian Fortnite player has been banned for four years competitively. Um, so the ban is for entering, uh, is because he entered paid tournaments. And not only did he <laughs> enter, he actually placed in <laughs> tournaments. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, or, you know, completely realistically, um, in the guidelines, it states that you have to be at least uh, 13 years of age <laughs> in order to participate. Oh, this is the cutest uh, ban ever. Oh, so they just banned it till banned him till he's of age? That's yeah. actually really Correct. Cute. <laughs> so he's banned until he until the day he turns 13. <laughs> Somebody um, make a movie about this kid right now. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, like I go, on Fortnite, or you know, on Epic side, I completely get it because you can't really give out prize money to an underage, you know, no. you know, under 13 years of old. You no, know, age. you probably shouldn't do it uh, at 13 either. Well, you, well yeah. I mean, if you can do it at 13, why can't you do it at nine with like, with parental permission? Because someone, really that someone had a meeting and that they had to draw the line somewhere, yeah. I guess. Probably. I actually do. The, I feel the same way about it. I feel like if you can give it to them, if they're a child at 13, why can't they? They should be able to have it at the, at nine. I agree. As long as your parents say it's okay for you to have that money. I, I think there's certain laws involved with this, and also right. especially Probably. because this is a worldwide game, and this player is in Brazil. You know, worldwide international laws are also what they are. I don't know what they are, but I'm sure that also has something to play into it. Sure. Um, you know, I, it just makes me wonder. You know, by the when he does become of age, you know, 13, um, is this game still even going to exist? Oh, um, right. Is the world still going to exist? Is the world just going to be a real life Fortnite at that point? You know, like what is? You uh, take that just... back right now, Brian. <laughs> don't put that out there. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That means Travis ether. Scott is going to have his concert like that. Oh, it was so scary, <laughs> but cool. <laughs> uh, but it, it does. It, it is interesting how they did it and how they went about it. Um, but I also don't know if there is a right or wrong way to go about it the way that, that it is. So, you know, it is what it is for me. I don't know if any of you guys have any other commentary on it. I think it's cool. That kid's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a nine-year-old and he beat a bunch of people. That's great. 
That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> more, more power to him. Yeah. I think so, he should try uh, again. <laughs> I think he should make a fake name, like a fake account, and just try to Steal find his way. Steal a 13-year-old's yeah. ID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually, he's just going to say it's, he's his dad, you know? <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, that'll do it for uh, for the news. But now that brings us to our sports ball segment with wait, wait has has, has anybody seen Hunter? Um, uh, you know, anybody seen him today? Troy, Troy no? weren't you supposed that to call him? him? No, not me. Oh I, yeah, I, don't know. I, I can't call him. I don't have his number. Oh no, he just shows up. I don't think he has a number. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought he was oh, your man. friend. You you know him, right? Wait, wait, wait. My friend? I thought he was all of our friends. Oh, I've never met him before. What? <laughs> I, I, I don't like him. Uh, he's a nice guy. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure he's explained that you're like his he just best. Kicks down the door. I think he's your best friend, uh, Brian. I think that that you are his Is first. Hunter Trip Tanner missing? Oh no! Oh man! Oh no! He's missing. Sports took him. I knew this day would come. <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't know where Hunter Trip Tanner is. We'll we'll let you know if he okay. shows back up. Maybe right, he's fair. on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you just you're on a thing this week. Or tea and coffee. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so uh, so now that brings us to our best segment, though, which is uh, pocket full of mums. I mean, um, pocket full of what? mums. Pocket, pocket full, full of mums. mums. Pocket full of mums. <laughs> mums the word. Uh, but no, we're gonna go to turn up for what with turn Joe. up for what. <laughs> Happy May Day to all the Islanders out there. This past week brought us fun in the sun, a tactical maze, a bit of rain, and some spooky occurrences. Ooh, Jolly Red's treasure trawler anchored on multiple island docks this week, leaving many customers noticing the artwork they purchased may be looking at them sideways. Red himself was unavailable for comments, but local shop owners of the world-renowned Nook's Cranny stated, quote, The paintings are spooky and haunted. Haunted. On May 1st, Mr. Tom Nook himself gave away a surprise vacation to a mystery island with a surprising end. A maze awaited the sharp and savvy tacticians. Those that proved their mettle and made it through all the blocked passageways were handsomely rewarded with bells and a special gift from Rover. Event Tide Island held their own May Day celebration in the form of a musical chairs competition. Competitors had to traverse, running, rolling, sitting, and of course pitfalls to be the last islander sitting. The victor that scored a cool 170,000 bells was Fanula hailing from Bree. And now on to the turnips. This week's turnip market as reported by the Sow Jones. Purchasing averaged at 92 bells in both the North and South Hemisphere, with sales ranging anywhere between 42 and as high as 591. Multiple sources are expecting the turnip market to lose some steam later in the week, as residents of islands are spending more time outside on rainy days trying to catch rare fish. And that's it for now. This is Joe from Katsusando, signing off and reminding you to look up for the shooting stars, watch your step to avoid pitfalls, and always, always save your rusted parts. Back to you, dragons. Turnip for what? Uh, and in, in case anyone's wondering, yes, that was all Animal Crossing news <laughs> from this week. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that, that'll do it for our news, news, news. And now it brings us to our Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. All right. <laughs> Mighty Morsel is our tiny, tasty topic. Um, we're going to talk about um, the reveal that Xbox had uh, today when we, as of this recording, which was last Thursday for you listening to this, or whatever Thursday, many Thursdays ago. I don't know. It was a Thursday. <laughs> they called it the 7th of May. Um, so Xbox decided to actually show 
what in-game footage of um, of what their new Xbox console can do by releasing a lot of new world premieres, pretty much. Um, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. There was no Halo. Let's just, <laughs> I don't want anybody to get their hopes up. But if you haven't watched it yet and you're like, it's going to be the Halo. No Halo, just whoop, no, don't no worry about it. No Fable either. No, there's no Fable. <laughs> Sorry. Nope. I, the, the one or two of you, five of you, what? six <laughs> of you, seven. It's everyone but you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no Fable either. Uh, but there was a lot of game uh, footage, which was really uh, interesting. So basically, it was mostly trailers, um, which was interesting. And there was a little bit of confusion over what they were going to show. Um, it was definitely going to be things that were powered by the Series X engine. Um, but there was a little confusion as to whether this was in-game footage or gameplay or cutscenes or what. It was frustrating because those used to mean the same thing. Oh, right. It's like, <laughs> oh, we're going to have to show you some in-game footage. And I was like, oh, awesome. They're going to have gameplay. And then I went to watch it and I was like, these are all trailers. I thought they were going to go, oh, you just meant this is what it's going to look like when you play it. But not like when I'm playing it. Just right. like yeah. as long as the disc is in. Oh, so oh. It, it all goes back to the PlayStation 3 when they debuted Killzone and showed Killzone. this amazing trailer. And everyone was like, the, the future is here. <laughs> and then you come to find out that that looked nothing like what the actual game was. It was just yeah. them pouring money into a CGI team. Oh. And so now we have things like this, which is like this is in-game and some gameplay, but it's not mean doesn't mean just gameplay. Maybe a little gameplay, but it all is in-game. Um, <laughs> but you get in-game cutscenes that look like they're cinematic cutscenes. But all that to say, what you saw today or what you saw when you watched this were things that you could actually see on the Xbox. They're not made up or or different. They may look different when they come out, but that's what the power is going to be of the, of the new Xbox. I was a little disappointed, yeah. if I'm being honest. Why so? I um uh, the games looked fine, but like for them to have hyped up like this is what it's going to look I like, know. it looked like good, but not like <laughs> infinitely better. To, to be honest, most of it looked like current generation games with like a little better lighting, or yeah. sometimes yeah. not better lighting, just the same, yeah. I don't, I don't, or some weather effects. Um, that, that's almost part of the problem, though, with games nowadays. Everything looks really good. How, how much right. further can you get? It already yeah. looks amazing. It, it, some of it was a little weird, though. They showed um, a little bit of this game, uh, Vampire the Masquerade, which is Bloodlines 2. Yeah. And while the, the premise of, of it is really kind of fun, it's like a vampire RPG, watching it, it, it looked like a step back from the current generation. The the character <laughs> models were really kind of stilted. The, their facial yeah. animations uh, were kind of blank. Uh, the premise was cool. The game looks looks like it's, it's a good idea and fun. But, like, I wasn't seeing, like, the power of the next generation in any I, way on I it. I think that's why this confuses me. Because, like, if they didn't have a game that was just, like, well and beyond the current gen. Pow, pow. And maybe that's because we've really reached the pinnacle of, like, how well we can do graphics-wise. Like, why hold an event that is centered around the idea of, like, look at the graphics? Well, uh, I, I, th it's I think confusing. I think certain games that they did show did impress me uh, graphically and technically wise. Uh, they showed a game called Bright Memory, which is a new uh, a new IP, 
And it's a first person. It looks like you're jumping on walls. You're doing magic. You're shooting. You jump into a DeLorean at one point. <laughs> um, all that looked really fluid. The um, the the environment looked very dynamic. It was like a, a anytime you want to show off how good your system and you make it rain and thunder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they did, and but, it looked it looked great. The glow of yeah, the water was cool. Yeah. What's funny with Bright Memory is that. Um, a, uh, you know, like you said, it's probably one of the best looking ones that they had today mm-hmm. or, you know, when they showed it. Um, but that's a one man studio. It's yeah. one person who did mm-hmm. that. It's a and single also, developer. That, yeah. And it's it's also built off of a early access game that's been on Steam for, I think, two or three years called wow. Bright Memory. Uh, so this is, I think, a continuation of it because it's mm-hmm. Bright Memory. And I forget what the um, tagline infinite. is. Bright Memory, infinite. infinite. Yeah, there we go. So, so this is just mm-hmm. a built off of that. But even then, this is your best looking game is a one man studio. <laughs> well, I think I think that's what they're trying to showcase is like, hey, this is what one person can do with this system. Can you imagine what the big studios can do with all of their money and resources? Yeah. So I think that's why they chose to actually open the entire yeah. uh, uh, event with that trailer. Um, and it looked good. Like, I don't know what that is, but, but I am interested. I, th- I think I was bummed because I saw the Assassin's Creed, like, l- location release. And then I saw the trailer. And then they were like, yeah, and next you're going to see gameplay. And I was like, that's great. Like, bam, bam, bam. And I'm going to see what it looks, the game is actually going to look like. And then it was just another trailer. And I was like, all right, gameplay. Not right. Gameplay. It, it was like in-game 90% uh in-game trailer and like 10 percent actual gameplay there's no gameplay in it yeah. it was like they showed some fighting they showed some talking but but I, i'm yeah. saying i'm saying I'm, I'm with you yeah. there you had yeah. to really squint to see the like the the moments where you think you are in control unless that is you in control i don't yeah. know <laughs> also show us lady viking damn it the, yeah i think they'll hold out <laughs> on that uh but to talk about assassin's creed valhalla the new assassin's creed um they definitely they didn't. Yeah, as Mandy said, that you could see that there was a little bit more overhaul of the combat. But the main thing that they kind of talked about in the little breakdown afterwards was that the loading times would be quicker. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really give you too much new information that we didn't already know previously, um, and they didn't really go into it. So y- y- on the Assassin's Creed front, you really didn't get that much from this event. But there are a few highlights that I have real quick that I think you did. Um, Dirt Five, which is the off-road great, uh, racing game, which will you know, and every time, you, every time you want to debut a new system, you gotta show some cars because that's you, you gotta. That's how you know it's a new generation. That car looks good. That car looks real. <laughs> Next generation. That car looks real. <laughs> it's just how we 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 operate. Um, but what's cool about this is, yeah, sure, technically it's running four K, sixty frames, one hundred and twenty hertz, all that good stuff. But there's gonna be fewer load times. <laughs> Um, They're adding a significant story elements. They're going to have Troy Baker be like your mentor in like a new story element of the game. And your antagonist is going to be Nolan North. (laughs) Yeah, so strange. Forget the power of the Xbox. The power of the Xbox is to give Troy Baker and Nolan North more work where they're pitted against each other. (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) Um, There was a fun game called The Medium, which is kind of a creepy, scary game. This pregnant lady dies in like the real world. Then you go into like a spiritual world and you see how she's dealing with it. It's all a game apparently to start handling PTS, uh, PTSD. Um, It just kind of sounds like um, Psychonauts, but with like blood. Um, So I think there may be something really cool there. Um, the great composer Akira Yamaoka of uh, Silent Hill fame will be working on um, the music for that. And uh, also, peep this: no load screens. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Madden was more Madden. They talked about load screens again. <laughs> they talked about that a bunch. I'm starting yeah. to think that the new this new generation is just them being like, yeah, but those load screens. I, which would make sense <laughs> that they kind of reached where they wanted to graphically, and now they're just making like hardware improvements, but you can't show people hardware improvements. So I think that's why this is weird. It's like, we promise it's better. We promise. It's better. Yeah. I mean, we can't show you it's right. better, but it's, it's going to be better. And, and as you said, Mandy, if they do get rid of load screens, that is pretty awesome. Yeah. If you're just constantly kind of immersed in the game and you're not checking your phone to, like, bring you out of it or, you know, checking your turnips, <laughs> 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 well, then uh, that, that, that could be really uh, worthwhile. Um, the final thing of interest that they kind of uh, went into during this event was the smart delivery system, which is pretty simple, pretty much. This is going to be a uh, games that are coming out when the Xbox One and the Xbox Series X are both on the market. And so to kind of keep people from being afraid of buying two games for both systems or two systems for the same game. And so it's not messy. They're introducing the smart delivery system, which means if you buy this game for Xbox One and then you buy the Xbox Series X, you upgrade, you do not have to repurchase that game. You will automatically get the update, the glow up, the new graphics, everything that you would get for the Xbox Series X without having to repurchase it, which is smart. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. Um, so hopefully PlayStation sees that and goes, well, we have to do it now. Because <laughs> uh, I don't want to buy a game twice. I don't want to buy games twice. Right, so, yeah. yeah. Um, and that pretty much, I mean, there, there's other things. Go check out the whole thing. It's about a half an hour. There's definitely some all, some uh, other games in there of interest, but those are kind of the stuff that jumped out to, to us. Um, yeah. And uh, wait, and also the new Yakuza game is going to be a launch title for Series X. Oh, right. I always forget about Yakuza. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. It's Yakuza. Okay. It, it's, <laughs> it's Yakuza. Yakuza to me is like yeah. Madden a lot of times with like crazy gangster stories. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Yakuza looks like Yakuza, but with superpowers. It's really weird. <laughs> they always had superpowers. But yeah, those, those dudes, they're superhuman. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. New Yakuza, that'll be a launch title. And, uh, Black Flag sounds. I'm a Black Flag. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla will probably also be boats. Yeah, boats. Agreed, agreed. So, uh, but that's right, your cool. uh, Mighty Morsel Tasty topic. Take it away. Mighty Morsel Tasty topic. <laughs> all right, um, and now, <laughs> all right. So, uh, good Mighty Morsel t- Tasty topic. Now that brings us to our Dragon of the Week. Do 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 do. It's the Dragon of the Week. Oh, it's so sweet. It's the dragon of the week. Oh, it's so sweet. Dragon of the week. I said it's so tweet. Whatever. I run out of rhymes. It doesn't have to make sense. Whatever. It's going to make sounds after a while. Oh, it's so... Uh, uh, Dragon of the Week is our chance to uh, shine a little light on the industry. Talk about developers, talk about musicians, talk about writers. Just kind of learn a thing or two about the industry that uh, we spend so much of our recent time in. <laughs> and, you know, even even our older time in. So, Give back to that virtual world. Give back to that virtual world. And uh, this week we got Brian who's going to... Tell us something about uh, our current Dragon of the Week. Who is our current of Dragon of the Week? That's right. So uh, this week's Dragon of the Week is going to be, uh, you know, by me. Uh, and you might have heard the Dragon of the Week a little bit earlier in this in this broadcast, which is Akira Yamaoka, which is who is a composer and sound director of the Silent Hill games and current sound director of Grasshopper Manufacture. 
No way. Are you telling me that I said the dragon of the week and didn't even know it? That's right. You did. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> not planned, y'all. Not planned. That was nope. organic. <laughs> Damn. It was pretty funny. I heard you say it. I was like, oh, all right. Nicely done. I uh, hope so. I said your name correctly, sir. I apologize. You did. You did. Yes. So, uh, so uh, Mr. Yamioka, or Yamaoka, was born in 1968 in Nagata, Japan. And, um, and he was always heavily into music. Uh, he particularly liked 80s British music uh, with the synthesizer sounds and uh, German music as well. Um, and it was basically punk rock all the way. He was even in a punk rock band while in school. And uh, so, you know, he goes to college. So he goes to Tokyo Art College and he goes to guess what? Guess what? Guess what it is. Guess what uh, he goes for? What uh, does he what his major is? Yeah. Is, what do you is, think is he, he major for? in punk rock? Part pottery. <laughs> interior design you know what Ooh, punk pottery i am down for punk pottery <laughs> you know what's really hilarious joe actually guessed it product and interior design <laughs> nicely done joe nailed it is everything like denim um, and torn t-shirts and stuff <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, but while he was at college uh he bought a computer and started learning sequencing and uh, he started making music on his own and so after college, he became a musician in uh, like other medias and fields before finally landing in Konami in September of 1993. And um, so the first game he was to compose for was Sparkster for the Super Nintendo and the Genesis. And so coming from, you know, uh, a, a place where he could pretty much do anything to designing for a Super Nintendo or Genesis was a little bit limiting by the hardware. Uh, so yeah. he had to, <laughs> I'd say so. so he had to, yeah, so he had to go through many trials and errors to see how it would all work on it. Um, so, so he finally gets through that. And so his first major game that he worked on, though, was Road Rage on the PlayStation. I remember um, that. Yeah, and it was a port from an arcade game. So while the original arcade game already had music, uh, Yamaoka felt like it was completely wrong. Uh, he thought it sounded like music you would play on the radio while you're on a date. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really feel like a road rage. You get a yeah. motorcycle and a chain, it can hit people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he completely hated it. So he changed the entire soundtrack for him. to be more techno and rave-like. And he didn't use any of the original songs. Nothing. <laughs> he just he was like, no, hated it, done. So, um, and now at this point, I like to point out, so this is the 90s, you know, uh, mid-90s. Um, I like to point out some of his musical influences that he had both at that time and also currently right now. Okay. Um, he, he loves the sounds of Trent Reznor, which is of Nine Inch yep. Nails and more recently Watchmen fame. Right, and also right. um, and Angelo Badalamenti, of Twin Peaks and David Lynch fame. So with that in mind, let's go forward. Yeah, Twin Peaks, that's some creepy music. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. David yeah. Lynch, creepy music. Very, yeah, uh, <laughs> very stylish, very ambient, very unnerving. So, unnerving is the word. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he was selected to do the music for the Silent Hill very, very professionally. Uh, how, you might ask? Uh, he was the first to raise his hand when it was asked. <gasps> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All those years. They were yeah. training us. Because yeah, oh, he, uh, he felt like he was the only one out of everybody in that studio or everybody who they asked. He felt like he was the only one who could actually do it. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so much so. That um, he did all of the sounds that you hear in Silent Hill, with the exception of the voices. 
Wow. He did everything. Wow. Normally you would have like a team of people, you know, you'd yeah. have like seven or eight people doing everything. Nope. He did all of it. And, um, and so he, he wanted to differentiate it with all the other horror games out at the time. So all your resident evils, your parasite Eves, all that other jazz. Uh, so he decided to make all the music industrial. Um, and it wasn't just to make it different for different sake. He thought it fit perfectly for what they were doing with the game's direction and atmosphere. And uh, it turned out he was right. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Uh, and uh, you might think like, you know, that with all the melancholy and sadness that comes with the mute of the music that he writes, uh, that he would have to get into the headspace to write it, you know, get real nice and, and down in there. Uh, but actually, he makes, uh, he makes sure that he's happy while writing the music uh, <laughs> because as if you find yourself in sadness while ri- so if you find yourself sad while writing sad music uh, he thinks that it all becomes one note and all the same huh. so which by he, itself he, is kind of sad yeah <laughs> so he likes to find balance in his music so he he feels like if you're writing sad music you should be happy while writing it and if you write happy music not that you should be sad but you know not like be all you know holly jolly about it <laughs> that also makes him sound like a super villain is that making sad <laughs> music makes him happy <laughs> <laughs> so uh so silent hill comes out and the game is, success, is a success and people love his soundtrack for it and so then it comes to silent hill 2 and he thinks he's got to ramp it up with what it is so like the first one he does everything sound wise with the music um and so he you know like i said he has to he cranks it up so he actually ends up creating over 200 individual footsteps that you can hear in the game. Oh, my individual? gosh. Individual? Individual footsteps. So, you know, oh. footsteps when, when you're outside and footsteps are when you're on metal. But not only that, but he creates variations on every single one of those footsteps as well. So you don't, wow. you know, so it's not, it doesn't become melodic when you hear footsteps. Wow. Uh, so that's crazy. Uh, so he's doing like, <laughs> he's doing the soundtrack and like the, 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 the sound art, effects. Yeah. Yes. That's Foley. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he does everything. Again, does everything that you hear with the exception of the actors' voices. Um, and so, as most people would know, Silent Hill goes on to become one of the best, if not the best, horror game of all time. Uh, many of which uh, also give the soundtrack the same accolades. Um, and so, he continues making the soundtracks for all the other Silent Hill games. Um, and in between these, he makes music for other games for Konami as well. Um, and you guys want to guess what games haunting music like that he would make would fit right in with? Uh, Silent Hill 2. You already said that. <laughs> oh, Silent Hill anything, 3. <laughs> anything but Silent Hills. What do you oh, guys think would, would, would fit with? <laughs> uh, Res- a Resident Evil type? Maybe one of the Resident yeah. Evils, maybe? That's right. You guessed it. Yes. Dance Dance Revolution and the oh, ladies wrestling man. game Rumble Roses. Oh, he's our tie to Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah, he's uh, not just a one-trick pony; he does it all. Right on. So, uh, so in 2009, though, unfortunately, he parted ways with Konami, um, and Suda51 heard about it <gasps> and completely recruited him. No, yeah, Go on. and he he was actually fine with it because he loves. Suda 51's games like No More Heroes he co- he actually considers his favorite game of all time. Wow. Wow. And that music so, is rad. So wait, so oh, he yeah. came on so he came on after No More Heroes? Yes, he came on after No More Heroes. And so the first game I think he did for them was No More Heroes 2. Right. <laughs> like that's <laughs> yeah. all Suda's really been doing. Yeah, right. <laughs> so um so he ends up doing the music for No More Heroes 2, Lollipop Chainsaw, and then he oh, even right. goes back and does some music for Silent Hill Book of Memories game. Okay. okay. Back to the roots. <laughs> um, 
And then also he's done the music, you know, I'll point out that he also did the music for both the Silent Hill movies that came out because, I mean, yeah, I mean, he had to. He's yeah. Silent Hill. <laughs> like, yeah. he's the atmosphere. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't mind rewatching those sometime. I don't think I gave him the right, the right shake when I first saw them. Yeah. I think uh, one of the interviews I was hearing, or that I was hearing, that I was reading, uh, one of the interviewers even said they're like, you know, you could put his music over like a yoga commercial and be like, yo, is this a Silent Hill commercial? <laughs> 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 like that's how iconic his music is and it is like so much so that he's doing a new game you know the medium um and so so nowadays though he's still at grasshopper manufacture he's creating music and doing what he does best um and like i said he was just announced that he was working with Blo- uh, with blobber on their new game the medium and working with them on the atmosphere music he's also going to be working with them on on with their own composer that they have to help shape him and also to help make it so that way you know the game sounds the best that it can um, there's a legacy there now there is I think the, the there best is. compliment i can give him is i probably won't play that game now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> too scary now it's scary it's it scary with the it's funny because spoopy yeah <laughs> and if you and if you look at interviews with uh, blobber they're actually basically like yeah i mean nobody else is making you know they're not making silent hill games anymore like uh pt got canceled which was right. the Giro del Toro and the um, what's his face's name uh, game, and so he was actually Hideo really bummed Kojima. about it. Yeah, and Kojima, he was actually bummed about it because he was like, "Oh, maybe I'll get to write the music for this game." Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, but when it got canceled, he was kind of bummed. So, <laughs> right. But uh, but because that got canceled, you know, Blobber was like, "Oh, we're gonna make the medium, and it's gonna be kind of like a Silent Hill type game because it's it's very uh, foggy and everything." And so, you know, basically, because if Konami won't make another uh, Silent Hill, be like Thanos and do it yourself. So, <laughs> what, you say pull a Thanos? Yeah, pull a Thanos <laughs> and do, do it yourself. Myself. Fine, I'll do wow. it myself. That's the most on, punk rock thing you could do. Yeah, put on that Silent Hill glove. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but yeah, that's um, that would be uh, Kira Yamaoka. Yay! Yay! Knowledge. Yeah. Cool. And, 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 and his next game will be um, the, the Medium, which yeah. is an all, also yeah. a very creepy looking game. Very <laughs> Special thank you to you for scaring me for half of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty awesome, though. In, in researching him, like if you look up his interviews, he actually gives a list of all of the music that he can recommend to you that Aww. he loves. And it's, it's a long list. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah. Somehow, so, yeah. Pocket Full of Mums is on this <gasps> list. It is. Mm, interesting. Did you see that? Got a pocket full of mums. <laughs> I hope Does, that isn't is a song. What if it's really a song? <laughs> it is an 80s British sounding song. I mean, hey. Got a pocket full of mums. But his, his would be punk. It would be faster. I got a pocket full of mums. Mums, mums, mums. Mums, mums, mums. Pocket, pockets, pockets. <laughs> <laughs> We've been inside for too long. But don't tell my mum. <laughs> And with that, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Mom, 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 moms. As always, lately we record live downstairs, or the only stairs, uh, inside the dragon's lair, in our living. That is our room. houses. Yep. <laughs> in our in our quarantine rooms. 
But you can always find us online. Outside our quarantine rooms in our um, on Twitter and on Instagram. We are at Taste of Dragons. Check us out on Twitter. This is where we kind of do our day-to-day as to keep our, our finger to the pulse of the video game world. And on Instagram, we like to put our funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> us just goofing. And, uh, that's where our goofs is. That's where our goofs is. Uh, we'll continue to put up more content uh, on there as well. And check us out on, um, tell your friends so they can listen to us on YouTube if they don't have any other um, any other uh, podcast service. Uh, you can find us there as well. So find us. And That's we'll right. find you in happiness. I, I, it sounded <laughs> weird. I didn't know. I don't want to be creepy. I want to make it positive. You know, so I, I, whatever. Just tell, tell a friend. Tell a friend. Yeah, tell a friend. Tell a friend a friend. Friend a friend. <laughs> or a Zoom a friend at this point. So, you know, whatever it is that you guys are doing. TikTok a friend. Whatever the kids are doing these days. That's right. That's right. And if, if you're one of our listeners who are listening to us from Costa Rica... Uh, we are on the games chart in Costa Rica and the top video game podcasts. <laughs> so if you're listening to us in Costa Rica, reach out to us in our Instagram or whatever. Costa say Rica, hi to us. Costa Rica, Costa Rica, <laughs> Costa Rica. I almost said Toasta Rica. I don't know why. I think I'm hungry. Taste I, the I dragons. That, I was about to say, that's a, that sounds like a great dish, actually. <laughs> I would eat that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll do it for this week's episode. As always, my name is Brian. I'm Troy. Amanda. And I'm Joe. And we are the, the Taste, Taste of, of Dragons. Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.